mean, you've been putting in work for so long. Putting in a lot of work. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Putting in Work, episode 64 of the interview podcast on the 8-Bit Collective, powered by Audio-Technica. I just got back from a weekend in Melbourne at Supernova Expo. It was a great day out at the Melbourne Showgrounds with my friend Jack. We've made a couple of videos on the 8-Bit YouTube channel if you'd like to see what that convention is all about. But for the next couple of weeks, the podcast here will be focused around some interviews that I did while I was there. Before we get to this week's awesome guest, the review of the week from iTunes comes from Tom Bomb 89 fresh, hot off the presses from New Zealand, who's written with a five-star review in the headline, Good Podcast. And then the review itself says, as above. Very succinct there, Tom. Thank you very much. This week's guest is Tom Taylor, the comic book writer from Melbourne. Been trying to get him on here for a while. I actually met his mother at a book panel I was part of in Portland, of all places. She came up to me and said, oh, my son works for Marvel. He's a writer as well. And I was like, yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> Turns out it was true. And Supernova was the perfect chance to sit down with Tom and actually talk to him because I saw he was announced as a guest and I thought, yes, I've been trying to get him here for a while. And if you're not familiar with Tom, well, he has a very impressive resume. He was an award-winning playwright, but that, of course, was just a springboard for him to get into comics. He's now a number one New York Times best-selling writer of Injustice with DC and Batman Superman stories. He's written for Marvel with X-Men Red, all-new Wolverine, and of course, a whole lot of Star Wars comics. He also co-created The Deep, which is a series on Netflix, BBC, and ABC. So, you know, he's doing a lot of stuff. He's in high demand. He's written just about every Marvel and DC character you could imagine. For someone who grew up in Australia, it's absolutely something that he probably never thought he could ever do. So it's great to hear his story, great to hear where he came from, and how he processes these mammoth accomplishments that he's had over the past 10 or so years. It really struck me just how much of a fan Tom is of these properties that he's able to write about. And even the chance to create characters for Marvel is something that's not lost on him, how amazing that is. And it's clear that comics are his number one passion over all the TV and movies and different projects that he's able to be connected to. And that's really cool, I think, given the way things are moving. We did this interview in a large brick-walled room, so there's a lot of echo, but hopefully I've taken care of most of that. Enjoy the interview. Here's Tom Taylor. Thanks for joining me, Tom. It's great to be here. Great to see you here. Yeah, no, it's great to be here. I always enjoy Supernova. Yeah, you've been coming for a while? I have. I think my first one, I've probably been coming for about nine years. So, yeah, this is, you know, the Melbourne one is the home convention, so it's nice and easy, and yeah. Awesome. Like, what were you doing nine years ago at Supernova? What were you promoting at that point? Uh, So, I was promoting probably my first gig in comics, which was Star Wars. This little thing um, happened, yeah, a long time ago, way, way, way away. (laughs) Yeah, and I'd just gotten my first job writing that. I was was doing theatre and stuff, and I had a play called The Example, which was about a briefcase on Flinders Street Station, (laughs) and that had been adapted into a comic, and that got me a gig writing Star Wars. Awesome. It was insane. Cool. Yeah. How do you process that as a? Uh, you kid? don't. I remember. Uh, I remember being in my car and punching the, the ceiling a lot and screaming while telling my friends what I was doing. Um, and that's kind of how I approach every new gig. Every yeah. time they're like, "Hey, you want to write X Men?" You're like, "Yes." You know, it's all it's all playing with the greatest toys in the world, and yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, to start with Star Wars, that is. Sounds just crazy. What have you done up to that point that made you eligible for that? Nothing. That's the thing. Like I was, I was kind of doing a little bit of TV. Um, I'd done a lot of theatre, so I was a multi-award-winning playwright. Sure. But that means nothing. Um, it just shows that I had a body of work and I could write a yeah. bit. That you yeah, might know grammar. Grammar and spelling. <laughs> yes. Um, and a guy called Colin Wilson. He was the guy who helped me adapt that a play into a comic, and he's 
super duper famous basically and he said why don't you send Dark Horse an email and I did and I heard nothing and I sent them the same email three months later and they got back to me mm. and Colin and I then uh, ended up writing uh, working on a Star Wars series together for three years okay yeah. so let's go back even further into okay. I guess the playwrights and that kind of thing sure so maybe you don't get asked this very often but I'm interested in kind of how people get to the point that they're at and that's probably yeah. part of it so what was it um that you were set were you setting out to be a playwright or was it eventually you wanted to get into comics because it well, seems like an odd path it's look i think i don't think i thought comics was possible because no one had really done it mm. or cracked it from this country um so it was a, a product of the environment you were brought up no with? so i was sort of look I'd, I'd always wanted to be a writer my grandfather was a writer, uh, my uncle's a writer, um, my cousin ran the writing course at RMIT, second cousin. And I, I'd always had it in mind that I wanted to be a writer. And I fell off of that for a while and didn't think it was possible. You know, dropped out of school, became a childcare worker. I was a professional juggler for a lot of years. I used to eat fire and juggle knives across Australia and in the city and stuff. Um, and now you juggle Star Wars, that's Marvel right. DC. That's right. <laughs> and it was, and I grew up on the stage as well. So I grew up writing and performing in musicals and acting and doing comedy festival shows and things like that. I'd always just wanted to be an entertainer. And I, take, I took everything I knew from sort of juggling and I put that into my comics. Okay. You know, that, that fear of someone not wanting to turn the page is the same as someone not putting money in my hat. Yeah. You know, so I know I need to entertain them on every single page turn. Wow. Um, and yeah, so I guess, I, yes, I'd always wanted to be a writer. And comics are my favourite storytelling medium. And I just didn't know if it was possible, but I, you know, I went for it. I remember waking my wife at 1am one night um, when Colin was sending me pages of this briefcase on Flinders Street Station. And I'm going, look, I'm really sorry. Um, I'm going to be a kind book writer. <laughs> and she's like, okay. And, you know, we had a three-week-old son at that point in time. And, you know, it was, you know, really, we had the mortgage and the rest of it. And it was a big decision, but it was one I just stuck with exactly the same as you know, standing in a park and juggling, throwing things in the air for two years and yeah. dropping them until you don't drop them anymore. And then you're juggling fire over your wife on the streets, you know, it's, um, you know, I just hit it with that same kind of tenacity. Awesome. That's great. So approaching that first huge property of yeah. Star Wars, how do you do that without freaking out? I mean, you did freak out, but how do you do that without like pulling all your hair out and thinking, are people going to hate me? Because if you screw that up, you know, you're the guy that screwed up Star Wars. It's, look, I've, I've always been fairly confident about my dialogue more than anything else. Like I know, I'm, like I have a good, I feel like I have a good grasp of dialogue and humour. And I offer something a little bit different to American authors in that because I'm Australian, I take the piss out of everything. Right. Like nothing, I have no Nothing's reverence for anything. Yeah. Um, and I put, and I inject that in there. And so, you know, I'm writing Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and Leia and, and I'm doing that same thing. I'm just, I'm, I know their voices so well because I grew up with them. Mm. So I'm just writing Han Solo, you know, and I'm putting that on the page. Fan fiction. Yeah, it's, it, well, it kind of is in yeah. a way. Um, I'm, just, I'm just employed by Lucasfilm to write it. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was actually quite natural. Like I didn't, I, it, I felt overawed by the job, but not overawed by writing those characters. I felt like, like everybody, I think every fan has an ownership of characters they love and mm. I felt the same way writing them. Cool. And from there, was it the goal to get approached or to pitch yourself to write other properties you were a huge fan of? Well, what I wanted to do was just be a comic book writer. Mm. And that means writing for Marvel and DC. Yeah. And, 
and obviously Star Wars was the biggest thing Dark Horse had. You know, I think my my comic was the second highest selling comic for Dark Horse behind Buffy, and so I was already out there and people were paying attention. Mm. And so when DC said, hey, you want to do this thing? I was like, yes, oh yes. Um, I got invited out to a place called La Jolla where Wildstorm had their offices and I sat on this guy's floor, um, the, the editor-in-chief, and he was moving offices and he had all these trade paperbacks and just comics and said, you can take whatever you want. And I'm like, I'm never getting a job with you. And this is like one of those dreams where this happens and you get offered everything, then you wake up and it's all gone. Yeah. And I had two massive Comic-Con bags and I filled them to the point <laughs> that they broke. Like I sat on the floor of this Edinburgh Chief's office and I just took probably, I don't know, 40 kilos worth of books <laughs> and broke them and just barged out. And, I, and he still gave me a job, awesome. which was amazing. And I didn't expect it. I just thought, yep, I got me some comics. <laughs> um, yeah, so... The success of my first thing with them sort of led to Injustice, basically. Mm. And uh, I guess comparing Star Wars to what you did after that with Injustice, what was it like to know that you had done it before, you'd had a good uh, response, and yeah. people trusted you with another huge property? You know, it was on a, I was also kind of petrified, but mm. Injustice was a bit different because I was originally hired for, to do 15 weeks. That was it, it was 15 chapters. And it was supposed to be sort of a, not a throwaway thing, but it was supposed to be, you know, a tie-in for a game. But for me, it was the first time that I was being asked to write the characters that I love. Yeah. I, was, I was being given Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman and Harley Quinn and Black Canary and Green Arrow. And I'm like, I'm going to show the world what I can do. And so those 15 chapters, you know, I'm still going in Injustice 2 and it's six years later. And it became the number one seller and New York Times bestseller. And I think it's just because of my love for those characters and me going, here you go, I want to turn it into this. And them responding really well as well, just editors and stuff saying, yeah, keep doing what you're doing, we love it. Yeah. And I know you've written like basically every Marvel character there is now. Is there anyone that you haven't written that you want to? Uh, what haven't I written? I haven't written Fantastic Four. Okay. That'd be fun. Haven't written. Thor, maybe slightly in a little strange way. Um, writing Spider-Man at the moment, which is really cool, yeah. um, in, um, in Adamantium Agenda with Iron Man and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, yeah, wow. which is just a great team-up group. <laughs> it's heaps of fun, really good yeah. dynamics there. And I'm writing X-Men, obviously. You know, I'd love a crack at the Avengers one day. Sure. I just think, I think that'd be really, really fun. Mm. Um, so I guess that's probably yeah. similar to, you know, the, the previous ones we've already talked about. But there is, I guess, you've taken some of these characters in new directions. Yeah. Um, in ways that, you know, those things sometimes can be really controversial, at least in those communities. Yeah. So if, like female Wolverine and that kind of thing. What was that process like? Oh, look, it is, you know, it is controversial for some people, but those people you don't pay attention to. <laughs> the people who think a woman saving people is controversial are the kind of people that I can easily ignore. It's, look, I, I, I love it. I love writing Laura and creating her little sister, who's become this absolute massive fan favourite. Mm. has been fantastic. I mean, she's like, Gabby's her little sister, and she's basically a 13-year-old Deadpool yeah. with a wonderful, sunny disposition on life. And getting to create characters like that and then having fans react so strongly to them is, you know, there's not much better than yeah. that in the world. And what about that freedom to actually create a character in the Marvel Universe? Like, is that something <laughs> where you go... Am, am I allowed to do this? Well, do you have, what the, what's the process like for that? It's kind of like you just do it and then you see what they say <laughs> rather than asking. Yeah. Um, Gabby was never supposed to be what she turned into or it wasn't intended. Like I had a boyfriend, Warren Angel from X-Men and he was supposed to be kind of the light to balance her dark. And then Gabby walked in 
mature apartment and was talking about this is the fridge of Wolverine, this is the leftover pizza of Wolverine, this isn't supposed to happen. And you know, she sits down, she starts eating the leftover pizza and she lights a fire in Laura's bedroom to get out and, and everyone was just like, oh my god, and I'm like, yeah, I don't need a boyfriend anymore, this, this sister relationship is incredible, this is the character we want to be with and the editors felt the same way, everybody just loved her as soon as she walked on the page. That's cool. Yeah. So when we see these Marvel movies and it says characters created by Stan Lee, if they turn, yeah. that, if they make that into a movie, is it going to say character created by Tom Taylor? Yeah, sure it will. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It is very cool, you know, um, and you know that's fun. But I mean, but having said that, my first love is comics. Yeah, you know, it's all it's nice to see, and you know, I, I also have a TV series that's on in you know, mm. 160 ca- uh, yeah. countries, um, which says created by every time, and I'm the head writer of the show as well. Um, but my first love, without a doubt, is comics. That's yeah. that's my favourite storytelling medium, and it's why I do so much of it. Sure. Yeah. So what would be the hardest part of getting to where you are at the moment? Um, oh, look, it's just continuing it, keeping it up, you know, not resting on your laurels and going, I did this great thing a few years ago. It's like the thing I'm writing tomorrow has to be the best thing I've written. And then the thing I write the next day has to be the best thing I've written. And there's that expectation from fans, like they'll know if you've dropped the ball. Mm. You know, and when I'm, when I'm doing as many things as I am now and I'm writing, you know, two, maybe three TV shows, some film stuff, uh, I've got four monthlies coming out next month and a weekly, you know, yeah. so, and when you're juggling all of that, and every, I have to be happy with every single word and every page, and I do, I, I threw out an entire issue last week, right. I was late, I was about three days late on something, because I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not happy with it, and it was X-Men, you know, it wasn't a small thing, because yeah. I was just like, no, nah, this is not up to my standard, and I'm going to have another crack at it, guys. So, um, yeah, you've just got to be very hard on yourself and, and just keep going and know that you're never good enough. That's the thing. And <laughs> you're always, yeah. yeah, you're always an imposter. Like, yeah. I should not be doing what I'm doing. Like, five years ago, I wouldn't have been able to walk up and say hi to me who I am now. Like, I'd be too scared. Yeah. And I'm still kind of that way. You know, I'm just talking to Art Adams in the green room and, you know, he's a god of comics. And you're like, ah. yeah. But I know him and Joyce well and I'm still, you still have that little bit of, around them. Is, it, is, <laughs> is there any barrier to being in Australia? And like, I guess a lot of people would grow up thinking I can't do what that person's doing because they're in, a, in Hollywood and all that kind of thing. Because of the internet, uh, not really. You get to do whatever you really so long as you're willing to go over there as well, you do need FaceTime, you do need to meet these people, you do need to hang out and drink beer and the rest of it, uh, and just, you know, meet editors and talk to them, have some face-to-face time. Look, I think everything's possible so long as you're good enough and you accept that you're not good enough to start with and that you're willing to improve. And you can't have, you can't have a big head in this industry either. You just have to accept, you know, you've got a job today, but you might not next week. It's still just freelance work, mm. you know. You're not a face actor, you're not anything. You're just, you're, you're making comics and doing the best you can do with that, but you're not a celebrity. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, you are some people, they're here to get your autograph, Yeah, right? no, it's true, but, but you know, you don't think of it that way. As right. soon as you do, there's something wrong. What's your advice to people that want to get into this? I'm sure you get a lot of questions from people who oh, want to just, get into comics. Just do it. It's, it's, it's really simple and there's no magic bullet, but it is, it's just to do it. I mean, a lot of people say, I want to do comics or I want to write, and they don't. Mm. You know, it's really simple. It's like, well, sit down and write. And it's not write something and then leave it. It's write every single day. You know, any time you can find to do it, do it. If you want to make comics, don't write a script and send it to someone. Mm write a comic, find a collaborator and create a comic. 
and it's probably not going to be the best thing in the world, but it's a step to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And anybody working in comics needs to know that you can make comics. It doesn't help if you've got a script. They need to be able to pick up a comic and go, this person knows what they're doing and this is good. Um, so my, my advice is just to do it. And because we live in the age of the internet, your work can get out there. You don't have to stand on a convention floor and hawk something that's a, yeah. printed in black and white for a dollar and hope people buy it. You can put it out there and if it's good, it will find an audience. That's cool. So last question, and I'm very interested because you've done so much. If you could do anything and know that you couldn't fail, what would you do? Uh, I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah. It's that simple. I'm just doing it. I mean, there's nothing beyond... Avengers, I guess. You know, well, not even that. I mean, Avengers is, is cool. It's awesome. I'd have a great time on it. But I've already been running Injustice. I've already been running Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman and the X-Men and Wolverine and stuff. And the thing is, it doesn't matter what I get asked to do next. I'll be just as excited by it. Because I'm just a fanboy. Yeah. And so if someone says, hey, you want to write Spider-Man's Marie? go, yes! Well, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, you just get excited. And so, and you just need to remember to stay excited and passionate. And yeah, and I just want to make comics. And, and more creator-owned work is about the only thing I want to do. Just get more, you know, having the deep out there and ha knowing that that's watched by millions of people every single day is great. You know, it's insane. And there's going to be toy lines and there's already games and there's rides and there's aquarium experiences and there's all of this stuff. <laughs> And we have fans in, in you know, in, it's in all these different languages. It's all around the world. And I love creating things like that. And so I want to certainly want to create more of those things while also still getting to play with other people's great toys. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. Been awesome. Cheers, man. Cheers. Thank you for listening. And thanks to Audio Technica. That was Tom Taylor. And you can find him on Twitter at TomTaylorMade. If you enjoyed the show, it would be awesome if you could leave a five-star review in iTunes to help the show out. You can also pick up some Putting In Work merchandise. All of that over at 8bit.net slash P-I-W. That's A-T-E-B-I-T. While you're there, there's a ton of awesome podcast content in the 8-Bit Collective, so don't miss any of that. And don't forget, there's more Supernova content on the 8-Bit YouTube channel. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Jono himself. And until next week, keep putting in work.